Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. Oh, Dr. David Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. Today, we're going to be talking about how to have healthy joints. Now, not that kind of joint. And we're talking about joints, right? Healthy joints <laughs> in the body. What kind of joint are you talking about? Well, you know, these people are always talking about joints lately. Do you not notice that there's so many joint type of movies lately? Like everything's like, you know, marijuana jokes and marijuana things in movies is crazy. Really? Yeah, and just notice it's all these movies and television shows. It's kind of crazy. It's you can watch out for these Canadians, Damo. Yeah, I know. I don't know what sort of telly you're watching, mate, but um, <laughs> it's not happening on the ABC, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, it's fearful because I think, you know, our kids are going to be, it's almost going to be socially acceptable. And uh, I think that's the scary part about it. Yeah. 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 But that's not the joint we're talking about tonight. No, we're not talking about <laughs> no, joint. Well, let's not go too far into that conversation tonight. We're talking about joints that belong to the body. So the joints that articulate the bones, that actually bring two bones together, that allow us to move. And um, and it, look, it's a topical thing because you know beyond uh, joint pain, uh, there's joint degeneration and there's joint health. And we want to talk about joint health tonight because often we leave it till it's too late. And often we have joint injuries and don't really talk much about it um, or don't do the right things for it to actually prevent it from becoming a big problem down the track so we thought we'd get stuck into that and i think that this should interview or this 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 should interest lots more people tonight than ever before on anything else we've ever spoken about well maybe it's, maybe it's quite a topical one at the moment because obviously damo's just been out playing cricket on the weekend i've just been out playing cricket on the weekend I understand damo you've what have you done dislocated your thumb yeah i dislocated my left thumb and yep. um i've bruised um my um, metacarpals and they're, they're black as at the moment. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I actually managed to jar my left knee playing cricket yesterday, so that's been feeling well, a bit nice at the moment yeah, too. Yeah, so I bet. It's, uh, it's a good weekend for talking about joints. Look at yeah. you weekend warriors. <laughs> <laughs> pushing on, yep. pushing on. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's start with uh, talking about what is a joint so that people under understand the anatomy of a joint and how it functions because I think once they have a clear understanding of that and have a visual picture of that, then they're going to be able to understand some of the uh, why we do certain things and why we're going to recommend certain things. So let's take a look. A joint is basically two bones coming together, but they're, they don't actually touch, right? If they're touching, that's a problem, okay? That's obviously leading to some sort of degeneration. But the end of the two, the, the end of two bones basically is usually cartilage, and that sort of, uh, I guess, is sort of, uh, layman's perspective is probably like a padding. That's probably the well, best way to put it. It's on the end of the chicken bones. You know, it's that sort of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and between those two cartilage, the cartilage don't actually um, touch either. There's actually what we call synovial fluid. And there's actually a fluid that um, basically, I guess, protects the, the joint itself uh, from rubbing together. And that synovial fluid is uh, surrounded by what we call synovial membrane, which contains the fluid. And so that's basically what a joint is or a, in the human body or any other animal. But what actually keeps the joint together is what we call ligaments. Ligaments are pretty important. Most people think ligaments just hold um, a joint together. But ligaments are actually filled with a whole bunch of receptors that tell your brain where what's, what's happening with that joint. So if you move the joint, if you close your eyes and you move your elbow joint, for example, you brain, your brain knows exactly what position it is. And the only reason why it knows that is because those ligaments are stretched uh, in a position and tells, sends a message down up to your nerves and to your brain to tell you exactly what's, what position it is. So that's really important because- Via the spinal cord. Via the spinal cord. That's why chiropractic is so important. 
Um, ligamentous impingement. The reason why I'm getting into that is because people who sprain their ankles, for example, or you know, I sprained my wrist, you know, six months ago, and it, it was a pretty bad sprain. When people sprain their ligaments, they think, oh, you know, I'll just let it heal, but they don't do the necessary uh, work to build up the ligaments and actually really rebuild up those um, receptors in those ligaments because they don't just hold the joint together because they give so much information. If you don't actually train your ankles, for example, and go through um, balancing balls and, and um, uh, the wobble boards and retrain it, you actually will sprain your ankles over and over again. And that's why people continually do it um, over and over again in their lifetime. So ligaments are really important. Yeah, and as you said before, Lawrence, it's really important f when that heals, um, that it not just heals, but that it actually heals in good alignment, um, mm. because that's really important for that sensation and for that feedback back to your brain as well, is to make sure that joint is well aligned, so that it's it's not just healing, but it's healing in good alignment, whichever joint in your body that is, it's really important. Yeah, because once it does that, your muscles are the ones that actually move the joint well if it's in good alignment it's going to have proper movement when it's misaligned um, or there's slight misalignment over time that's going to cause wear and tear and this is what leads to degeneration which we'll talk about that so let's talk specifically what's how let's talk about food since we're in wellness now like what let's talk about how our food or normal day-to-day -day diet um, affects a joint mm. great well that's that's right up my alley. Can I start with that one? You go, Damo. I think that was for you. Thanks. I've been itching. I've been itching. I want some airtime. So, uh, especially after the other day, the other interview. Gosh. <laughs> no, joking. Hey, um, well, there's a whole lot of things. And what we actually tend to find a lot of people do is eat a lot of processed stuff. And you know that every single episode that we talk about food, we talk about the avoidance of processed food. And the reason why we talk about that is because when you eat a lot of processed food, you actually increase the acidity of the body. Now, the way in which you increase the acidity of the body is one by having a lot of excipients and uh, chemicals that the body needs to clear out, and that can be challenging to the liver and to the kidneys to clear out. A lot of people don't drink enough water, and so that can also raise the acidity of the body. Some people eat foods that are high in, um, in chemicals that increase acidity. For example, salicylates can actually do that, and also purines can do that. So uh, tinned foods, so salicylates might come from nightshade foods like tomatoes and zucchinis, um, eggplant, but those sorts of foods can actually um, irritate and inflame and cause more acidity within the body. But the purines from tinned foods and tinned meats particularly become very, very challenging in the body. Excess alcohol can, be, can increase uh, acidity within the body. And, uh, of course, believe it or not, increased caffeine within the bloodstream can also do the same job. So you've got to really try and keep the acidity down within your diet by enhancing your digestion. That's really important. But also eating a diet that's full of um, healthy rich in nutrition, unprocessed foods. That's the key thing. And and really alkaline foods we're talking about as well, aren't we, Damo? So getting lots of vegetables is really important to help balance out any acidity you've got in your diet? Well, it's a really interesting thing there, Brado, because you know, I think you might be referring to the acid-alkaline balance. Would that be what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people actually get a little bit confused about that because they actually talk about acid foods versus alkaline foods, and there's this tend to avoid the or tendency to avoid acid forming foods. Well, in actual fact, we do need some acid forming foods because the acid forming foods are the foods that are rich in enzymes and actually assist us in uh, in manufacturing and digesting and metabolizing foods within our gut, and then creating more enzymes within our body and building together more protein. So it's 
it's so important to make sure that we still do have acid-forming foods, but those sorts of acid-forming foods would be your unprocessed meats. So, yep. you know, good fish, good steak, good kangaroo. Mm. Um, or if you're not going to go down the, the, the meat line or the animal line, then you're going to have to choose good sources of vegetarian proteins, which we've spoken about in previous previous um, episodes. episodes. But yep. um, you're right, you've got to have a diet that's really rich in fruits and vegetables. That's so important. And then a diet that's actually equally balanced. But, you know, look, let's just talk about the balance. A lot of people will say 30-70. So 30% is acid-forming foods and 70% um, alkaline-forming foods. When you're managing disease states, sometimes it can be even higher than that with um, alkaline-forming foods like uh, 80% to 20% um, acid-forming foods. But it's important to make sure you're managing protein, fat, and carbohydrate every meal, but coming from the fresh stuff, not the processed stuff, primarily. Yeah, yeah. and I think the key you said there, Dom, is really just getting that balance right, isn't it? And I think if you really stick to those unprocessed, those natural foods, and get a good combination of your fruits and vegetables, your nuts and seeds, your healthy meats, then you're going to tend to get that balance right in terms of yeah. the acid-based balance. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just important to have that balance is really the key, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So important. Look, there are actually ways in which you can um, decrease the acidity in your body and in your bloodstream by taking certain types of foods and food extracts like plant extracts, for example, spirulina and the vital greens and those sorts of things actually help to decrease acidity within the body. But one of the best things to do is to have lemon juice to start your day because when you increase the acid levels of your gut, you digest your food better and then you absorb all your nutrients more efficiently. And as a result of absorbing all your nutrients more efficiently, you're now no longer as acidic. So it's it's a really good thing to enhance the acidity within your gut so that you create an alkaline environment in your body. And that's a that's that's a really important sticking point to get that understood. You know, and it's such an important one, that one. And and so often people hear that and they go, What? Hang on, lemon juice, that's yeah. acidic. You know, isn't that exactly the opposite of what I should be doing? Um, so it is important yeah. for people to understand, yes, you did say lemon juice. Yes, it is yeah. acidic, but it helps yeah. make your body more alkaline. Yeah, because it yeah. leaves an alkaline lash, uh, ash, doesn't it? Like your body processes lemon juice in, in an alkaline way rather than the acidic. Oh, maybe, mate. I don't know that one. but And maybe some of our listeners might actually know the answer to that one. I'm not too sure, LT. But what I do know is that if you increase the acidity within your gut and you digest more efficiently, you actually then have a more um, alkaline system within the body. Hmm. Okay. Mm, yeah. Can't answer that one. Got me. <laughs> Stomp the demo for Brett us. might know. Brett or no. Brett knows everything. Well, I, I think Lawrence is actually right in that it actually, the way your body processes that, that lemon juice, it actually does manage to convert that into alkaline. But I'd have to double check on that too. You've got me questioning now too, Damo. So we'd probably have to double check on that one. Yeah, I, that's what I've read, and but I can't remember the source. So that's why I thought I'd throw that question out there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice one up. Chuck it in there. We'll, uh, we'll put the answer to that one on our Facebook page, I think. Now, there's other things that actually increase your acid levels in your gut, which can also assist. And you know, I don't know how you guys feel about these things, but apple cider vinegar is a very naturopathic thing that we've you know, traditionally done. Put a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar in your water, drink it, bang, off you go. It's got to be apple cider vinegar, not just normal white vinegar or red wine vinegar. Apple cider vinegar is important. You're not the alcoholic kind either, right? No, that's apple cider. It's got, to... <laughs> got the vinegar part of it. That's right. Yeah, it's got to go further. That's right. Go beyond the alcohol. Um, and then also you can take some betaine hydrochloride. So you can actually take hydrochloric acid supplements to really top up your acid levels in your gut. You get those through your naturopath or your chiropractor and uh, they will 
you know, they really boost your digestive power and it's amazing what that can do in terms of burping, indigestion, heartburn. They can really settle all that down just by increasing the acid in your gut. It's amazing. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of people actually take a lot of antacids for heartburn when actually what they really need is more acid in their gut. But maybe we can talk about it another time. <laughs> yeah, that's so true though, isn't it? A little bit of a talk about um, supplementation. I mean, you know, you being a naturopath, uh, Demo, you know, you can help us out with this too as well. Regards to what kind of supplements should we take on a, on a regular basis? You know, this is barring, we'll talk about people with joint issues a little bit later, but I'm talking just from normal, um, you know, normal person who just wants to keep, you know, healthy joints for, for their lifetime. What's some essential supplementations outside the food uh, source that we talked about already? I think the key thing, LT, and I know we'll all agree on this one, is that food must come first. There's no mm-hmm. point supplementing if your food's not right. It's just a waste of time, a waste of money, right? Yeah, definitely. So make, sure, make sure your food's spot on. And then if you're going to choose food, you've got to really try and work out whether or not, uh, or sorry, if you're going to you know, choose supplementation, you've got to try and work out whether or not it's really a, a deficiency that's causing the joint pain. It could be that you carry an excess. You know, if you're carrying excess weight, and, and Brett actually mentioned something really cool earlier on, which I'll actually, Brett, do you want to talk about that just quickly? Yeah, absolutely. It was just a study uh, looking at the excess weight and its effect on the knee. Um, and what they were looking at is knee osteoarthritis, which is basically just that wear and tear degeneration of the knee and what they showed was that for each additional kilogram of body weight the compressive load on the knee increased by four kilos so for every one kilo you put on you get four kilos extra pressure through the knee which is massive 400 percent that's yeah massive yeah that's huge that's um that's that's a massive thing and so we also know that to be the case with forward head posture right so for Mm -hmm. every centimeter the the head you know moves forward it's something like an extra eight pounds of weight on the head on the neck so it's it is important to make sure your body's in good shape so it may be that you're not deficient in anything you're just carrying around a few extra kilos and if you could imagine that maybe you're carrying around 10 extra kilos that's an extra 40 kilos of weight through your knees imagine you're carrying around extra 20 or 30 or 40 kilos multiply that out by four kilos if you've got 40 extra kilos that's extra 160 kilos running through those joints and that's quite a significant thing so one of the best things you could do apart from exercise which is going to be you know surprisingly very important which brett will go into shortly because because he will um but uh you, you might need to lose some weight so don't be afraid to to go and lose some weight i'm not afraid to tell you if you need to lose some weight it's just it's, it's not for aesthetic purposes all the time whilst it might be it's actually really important for your health so lose some weight but if you've worked out that you've got a joint issue and you're not carrying extra weight you're of normal weight and what's appropriate then um then there's a couple of things that you should consider one would be your age now if if you're still quite young maybe you're 20 30 years old um, and and you haven't really done any injuries to your knees but your knees are a little bit sore then it could just be the fact that your essential fatty acids are out of balance you might not have enough omega-3 fatty acids circulating through your bloodstream so again go and eat more fish especially the oily ones but if you're eating heaps of fish and you still got that then maybe you need to supplement with some fish oil and I always recommend that you take the liquid fish oil not the capsule fish oil the capsule stuff does tend to um, go rancid inside the capsule it may be more convenient to take however just take Taking a tea 
teaspoon of high quality liquid fish oil every single day can make a huge difference. If you're a little bit older, you know, pushing over 35, heading to 40 or 50, and you've got some joint pain, it may be that your joints are actually starting to wear down a little bit, and uh, and you may need to take some glucosamine and or some chondroitin sulfate. And those sorts of nutrients tend to come together. And again, I love to use the powders because the powders are very, very easy to absorb and very easy to digest. So I use a gluco glucosamine chondroitin powder. Chondroitin tends to come from shark cartilage or other types of animal cartilages um, like bovine tracheal cartilage that's that's very rich in chondroitin and the um and, and the the glucosamine actually comes from ground down prawn shells typically so those sorts of things you can actually take if you need to repair joints that are damaged interesting awesome awesome so yeah so demo i'm going to start talking a little bit about movement because movement obviously is super important for your joint health um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we used to tell people, or, or people used to tell people that, you know, if you had some sort of problem with your back or an achy joint, then you should just basically lie down for four days and not do anything and wait for it to get better. Yeah. Um, and all of the research has shown that that is basically the worst thing you can do. That as yeah. soon as you immobilize it, as soon as it stops moving, then it starts to wear and tear, it starts to dysfunction. In fact, one study when they were looking at the spine showed that if the spine wasn't moving properly, it, it took only two weeks if it was actually fixated, it took only two weeks for that to start to wear and tear and degenerate and actually cause long-term damage, which hmm. is just amazing. So, so moving your joints is really important. Um, and when I talk about moving joints, I always talk about quality and quantity of movement because they're both equally important. So obviously, you know, quantity of movement is pretty straightforward and that is that you need to keep all of your joints moving. You need to make sure you're getting enough exercise. Um, and, you know, and making sure you're getting some exercise into all of your joints. You know? So you know, if you're someone who runs a lot, then maybe you're not getting enough movement into your upper body. Um, yeah. Or maybe you're, you're, you know, doing weights and whatever, but you're not actually getting enough movement through your spine. You know, you might need to do some more flexibility or some stretching or whatever it happens to be. So, you know, getting well-rounded exercise is a really important way to make sure all of those different joints are actually moving. Um, and what that does essentially is it stimulates your joints, it challenges your joints, um, and, and they react to that by getting stronger and by getting healthier. I mean, the classic example is when you look at your bone health, um, and we know that you know, by stressing your joint, by stressing your bones, by actually challenging them, uh, it actually stimulates your bones to grow stronger and healthier. Um, so, you know, by actually using the joints, rather than you know, typically we think about it like a piece of machinery where the more you the more you use it, the more it wears out. Well, we need to remember that our bodies are actually really intelligent. They actually have an ability to self-regulate and to self-heal. So they actually kind of do the opposite. The more we actually stimulate them and use them, the more our intelligent body says hey, this is something we're using, I better make sure I look after it and keep it in good shape so that it can keep moving. Hmm. Um, and then the other thing comes back to the quality where it's important not just for those joints to be moving but actually for those joints to be aligned well and to be functioning well. And obviously, so true. this is something as chiropractors we talk about all the time. And the analogy I often use is a car. And I say to people, look, imagine your car's not aligned well, it's not functioning well, the wheels are out of whack, you haven't had it serviced. You take yeah. it for a drive, chances yeah. are it's going to break down. But if you get a car that is fine-tuned, the wheels are aligned, you've had it serviced, then taking it for a drive is actually about the best thing you can do for it. 
Hmm. Um, and so I say the same thing to people in the practice. I say, look, you've got to make sure that you're well adjusted, that everything's aligned, that's functioning well, so that it does move well, and then you've got to get out there and do some well-rounded exercise to actually move it. And the combination of those two is what's going to keep your joints really healthy, um, you know, and really healthy well into you know older age as well, which is super important. Great point, Brad. I just like to add to that. Like the analogy that I use a lot with my patient is about um, like it's almost the joints in your body is almost like a, a door hinge. You know, if you don't move it it's going to rust over time, you know, and, yeah. you know, you got to oil it once in a while. You got to, you know, you know, put some WD-40 in it. And that's what movement, <laughs> <laughs> that's what movement does. And one thing that I, I'll add to Brett, what he mentioned about is, is the spine. The spine is really important in movement. You know, we, we talk about functional movements, uh, you know, in, in so many episodes already so far in the wellness guys. And we talk about those functional movements are really the ability to move most of the joints in our body from you know, from on top to bottom. But one of the things about the spine is that a great way to move your spine is actually using something like a foam roller. You know, rolling your spine on a foam roller, just getting every single joint to move. It doesn't have to move a lot, but just that little slight motion, it just puts that input into into that area just to keep the spine stimulated. I think it's a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand as well that, you know, if you've got individual joints that are fixated, particularly in your spine, um, you know, it's very hard, if not impossible, to actually get those individual joints moving by yourself. Mm. Um, and, and once again, that's when, you know, getting into a chiropractor, getting a checkup, seeing what's going on can be really useful to find out what's going on, to, to get that moving again, which is mm. just going to help you exercise, help you get everything else going, get that nervous system functioning well, and get everything back on track. Yes, yeah, so yeah. us chiropractors have to see other chiropractors get our spine. <laughs> Line too, yeah. so it's people not like we're at home. That, aren't they? Yeah, people are thinking like we adjust our own spine. We don't. <laughs> we actually have to go to see someone. <laughs> What's it called? It was Homer's adjustomatic. That's the only way we could do it ourselves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Love that. Love that episode. Yeah, it's classic. So, Guys, if we've got some people out there and there'll be people listening to this podcast going, well, okay, it's one thing to talk about prevention and looking after your joints and, you know, I've gotten to the stage where I've got a problem here and I can see that I wish I'd done what you actually just said, um, yep. but that doesn't really help me now because, my, my, you know, my knee's killing me, my hip's killing me, whatever it happens to be. So, maybe we can talk about some things we can actually do when our joints are playing up to help them heal, to help settle them down, to help get them back on track as well. Yeah, totally. But all of the things that we spoke about before, you would still have to do. So as much as it's all about prevention, those sorts of things that we spoke about, diet, decreasing the acidity within your body, uh, using uh, those those supplements, so fish oil, in particular, it's EPA, the fraction EPA that's very anti-inflammatory, especially for joints. Um, and then also hydration. looking at the glucosamine and the, uh, exactly, hydration, glucosamine and the chondroitin, but also, yeah, you're right, hydration, that's absolutely crucial. And nothing hydrates the body better than water. So don't think that coffee or alcohol or soft drink or juice will do the same job because it just won't. It's got to be water. Absolutely, because it's really important, isn't it, that you know, if you're trying to get your joints back on track, then you also want to make sure that you're not recreating the same problem over and over again. So if you're still doing the same lifestyle things that caused the problem in the first place, it's going to make it really hard to, to get it back on track. Yeah, so let's yeah. talk about what happens in a joint when they're, you know, when someone's actually in pain or actually cause it. Usually it's from an impact of some sort or we talked about, you know, people with gaining weight and that extra pressure, I mean, day in, day out, utilizing those joints is going to cause a bit of wear and tear. And what happens is the cartilage or the cartilage actually get damaged over time because of the amount of pressure. And sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I just remember talking about the cartilage actually, you know, sometimes breaking off or, you know, really damaging and creating sort of, infl it basically causes an inflammatory response 
response because the body says, wait a second, that shouldn't have happened. I need to get rid of that. And basically your body, or say, just say the knee, we'll take the knee, for example, and it causes an inflammatory response and it actually swells up. And your inflammatory response is an actual, actually a natural response of the body, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's not something that, uh, it's, it, that is bad for you. It's actually part of the process of your body trying to get, get rid of whatever is causing the inflammation and repairing the joint um, so that it, it mobilizes the joint and repairing that joint properly so that you can actually go through um, a proper functioning joint again. But the problem is, is that we usually stop that in mid-cycle, right? You have inflammation. What is the first thing that people yep. do? Take anti-inflammatories. Take anti-inflammatories, right? Killer. Yeah, exactly. So tell us why anti-inflammatories are so bad for joints. Well, okay, well, I'll go. There's a couple of things. <laughs> I was waiting for Brett to go in. But... Uh, <laughs> Because Brett knows everything. So the thing is with um, the joints, if you injure them, you've actually got to let them repair. And the inflammatory process, like you just said, LT, is stimulated by the body, by the immune system, and it's a natural thing. And you do want to mediate the degree of inflammation because the inflammatory cascade or the inflammatory process, it can be quite damaging to tissues that are in the surrounding area. And that's part of the reason why we do get pain. So you actually do need to let the inflammation ride out a little bit and you and you calm that inflammation by using heat. Oh, sorry, by using ice. So, <laughs> goodness gracious. I, did, I read the word heat on my screen. I've gone, whoa, heat, there we go. But no, it's you use ice you know, to calm that inflammation as, as a way of just calming the inflammation, not blocking inflammation. When you block inflammation, you actually stop the uh, repair from taking place and all the little bits and pieces that the body uses to repair that, that joint or that damaged tissue um, is blocked because of that anti-inflammatory drug that you've taken. But beyond that, those anti-inflammatories also stop the gastrointestinal system from being able to repair from food damage or from bacteria in the gut and so as a result can cause ulcers um, but also those anti-inflammatories also affect the cardiovascular tissue and we know that with certain drugs like Vioxx and Celebrex that they actually have been taken off the market at times because they've increased the risk of heart attack um, and not just heart disease, but actually heart attack. They cause heart attack. So, yes, they will cause ulcers, but they can also cause heart attack. And, yes, they will stop the joint from repairing properly. So, you're better off just using ice. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they stop that healing inflammatory response, not just at the joint, but actually everywhere throughout your entire body. So, we're kind of shutting down that inflammatory healing process the whole way through your body. That's why it affects all of those different systems and all of those different parts of your body. Um and so it's not surprising that we're seeing these studies come out saying, hey, maybe that's not such a good idea. Maybe we need to start looking at you know, some different ways of doing it and actually withdrawing those drugs from the market. So I think, Damo, we've touched a little bit on you know, the, the perennial question people have when they've got a sore joint. And yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I get this half a dozen times a day, which is should I put ice or should I put heat? Do you guys yeah. get that a lot? Yeah, all, all the time. time. Yeah. So, you know, my standard response to that, as Damien said, is, it, look, if you've got a joint that's really acutely inflamed, um, if it's feeling hot, if it's feeling really sore and you just want to calm that down, then ice is a really good way to go. It just helps to reduce that inflammatory response a little bit, helps make you a little bit more comfortable while that heals, essentially. Um, the heat kind of does the opposite. Um, if you've got a really acute inflamed joint and you put a heat pack on that, then it's going to tend to increase that inflammation. Um, so, you know, that's not necessarily what you want to do if you're trying to decrease that swelling and make yourself a bit more comfortable so you can get to sleep at night. Um, but if you're wanting to get moving, you know, if you're about to run out and play a game of football or, you know, you just need to get up and going, um, then the heat might be required to actually get 
some of that stiffness out to get the blood flowing um, and to allow you to move with a little bit more ease um, if it's more of a sort of chronic issue that's not quite so acute and inflamed. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah, it does, cool. yeah. So the process of, of these joints, I mean, let, what about people who have been suffering for a long, long time? You know, they've already done the anti-inflammatories. They've already been doing it for years. And it's almost like if they don't go on it, they're in, in, in pain. What do you say to those people? Well, it's interesting because a lot of the things that we spoke about before, again, LT, like the fish oil, the EPA, and the glucosamine, often work as well as those standard anti-inflammatories, not only at pain relief, but also at joint repair. Well, certainly better at joint repair because anti-inflammatories won't allow joint repair. But the other thing is, too, that there are some natural anti-inflammatories that you can get. Um, and fish oil, as I said, does behave like an anti-inflammatory. So do some extracts of hops, but there's bromelain, there's quercetin, there's um, papaya papaya extract. So there's a whole lot of different types of herbal approaches to decreasing inflammation that don't affect the gastrointestinal system the same way as what, or the cardiovascular system the same way as what an anti-inflammatory drug might do, like your non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. And certainly, you know, if you can avoid them, try and stay away from the steroidal-based anti-inflammatories because they'll muck up other systems within the body. Try and go the herbal way or the uh, the fish oil way. They're the most appropriate ways to go. Yeah, I think the key point yeah. is actually allowing your body to go through that healing process. Right. That's that's what we got to do. We got to yeah, actually and, start to repair it. And like I said, get those joints moving. You know, whether that's just doing exercise, whether that's combining that with some chiropractic to make sure they're moving properly. You just got to get those joints moving because um, they need that movement to function properly and to heal. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it. It's kind of it's kind of going against conventional thinking, isn't it? Like my knee hurts, so that's why I can't move. But you sort of yeah. need to move it a little bit to actually provide some yeah. functional and, ability. And it's probably to important to talk about. It, sorry, Lawrence. It's probably important to talk about pain here as well, because you know people often say, "Well, it, it's actually feeling a bit sore. It actually hurts a bit when I move it." Um, so it's important to find that balance. Um, and and often what that means is that you know if you are getting it moving, it might feel a little bit sore. Um, and it's about understanding that difference between, or oh, it feels a little bit sore when I move it, and do you know what? This really hurts. I think I'm causing some long-term damage. Yeah, um, and that can be that can be a fine line sometimes. But I think people generally know the difference between those two. Um, and so, yeah. the, you know, the first one of those obviously is okay. It's, it's normal and natural for that to hurt a little bit as you start getting up and moving around. Um, and you might want to make sure you're doing some stuff that minimizes that. So it might mean that you're doing, um, you know, some work in the pool rather than running, so that you're taking off a bit of that weight, or you know. You're cycling on the bike rather than running, so you're taking some of that pressure off. Mm. Um, but but you still need to keep it moving, um, and obviously just do that in a manageable way so that you're not overdoing it and causing long-term damage. So it's just about finding that balance. And once again, that might be something you want to talk to your healthcare professional about. Is just making sure you're getting that balance right. Yeah, I think Absolutely. daily daily movement is really important. So just got to do it every single day. You know, if you're sitting there watching TV or reading a book, just move that leg. You know, without yeah. actually weight bearing. You know, if you if you haven't been to, if weight bearing is is too painful for you, just doing something small can make a huge impact long term. So summarize it quickly. Just a couple of things we talked about: having a great exercise routine is going to be fantastic. Great movement in there. Having great diet. Always having proper protein, carbohydrates, and fats is really important. Getting rid of that processed stuff, you know, the high fructose stuff and all the high sugar content is really what's causing a lot of our problems too as well. Uh, maintaining a really good health optimal weight is going to be important. And um, make sure you're getting plenty of fish oil, omega-3 fats, which we've been talking about that for a long, long time. So, And yeah. we will keep on hitting that point, I think. We will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> now, um, 
guys, we've been uh, having a competition in the last couple of weeks. So we want, do we want to, to uh, talk a little bit about how we can, uh, how people can enter before we cut that off soon in terms Let's of the entry? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So people can just go onto Facebook. Um, they can actually just tag us in a post on their Facebook page, letting, every, letting everyone know what changes they've made since listening to the Wellness Guys and how those changes have affected their life. Um, and a couple of people have said they've had some issues with the tagging. So if you want to make absolutely sure that you're entered into the competition, there's actually a post on the Wellness Guys page. You can just go to there. You can just write enter in the comments section just so that you're absolutely sure that we don't miss your post. Yeah, and I think another way, if you, you're feeling that you were not receiving your message, send us an email with your testimonial and we're happy to enter that into competition as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Guys, it's uh, been a great episode and it's been lots of great information. I hope uh, everybody will, I'm sure, will appreciate this because uh, no matter what age you are, you definitely need to make sure that we have healthy joints uh, for the rest of our life. I've been uh, very excited about all the interviews we've been doing. It's been fantastic and really humbling to be able to have all these uh big names uh guys awesome. to uh you know really been on the show with us so uh, uh, tell us what you think about these episodes and tell us what you think about the interviews and maybe just give us an idea who you want next uh to be interviewed you know who do you want to hear from and so that we know to ask those people to be on the wellness guys show as always join us each week on the wellnessguys.com leave your comments below this episode tell us what you think like us on facebook follow us on twitter sign up for notes of each episode and make sure you download us on itunes until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show.